Hello. Oh my gosh, this is so much more effective than how we normally chat. <laughs> We're already faster and more efficient. So. <laughs> yeah, so are are we, let's see, is this officially the Microdot podcast? Is that what we're going to call this? That's what I, that's what I, I named it on the, on the anchors. <laughs> you know what? If it's, if it's on the anchors, then it's official. And then that's what we had. And, so and, I and I did spend a stupid amount of time looking for tiny dots for a background photo. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I think we have our answer then. This is, this is the podcast. Um, but like, what are we going to talk about? Uh, I guess anything we want to. I presume this is just going to be a good way to uh, take over for our Instagram messages so we're not spending an hour and a half responding to Instagram messages every week. I, I, well, and, and let's be honest, like it's not every week that we respond. Uh, it's it's all over the place. It used to be acceptable once every couple weeks, then it was once a week, and now we're doing this this crazy shit where we're like responding within minutes and giving each other heart attacks. It's It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> hopefully, and and tiny and millions of tiny tiny dots or micro dots that uh, give me a heart attack when I open my my first video. I'm like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> what am I going well, to do? And I like, and I I think yeah, I, I think I told you this the other day. Like you sent me a chain back, and it, it they must have gotten hung up in the internet somewhere because they just they kept coming, and I'm like. This is this is absolutely insane. This is like 45 minutes of time for each of us every time that we respond. So, I mean, like, that's kind yeah, of what, what started this whole thing. Yeah. I, I would say more than 45 minutes some of the time, too. Yes. I like watch, and then I rewatch to make sure that I'm responding. And also, like, I have to remember the context in which we were talking because it was yeah. a week half ago uh <laughs> well and i think we we probably repeat ourselves a lot because it would be one thing if you watched all the messages and then tried to reply but that's not what we do we like reply to each individual message so then when it comes there's through, too we, many yeah, it's a it's a mush if if we if we watched all of them and then responded in one or however many videos that would that would be we would forget everything because it's like it's got to be that's got to be like 50 videos every time and they're 15 second videos. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. This is actually way more. It's, it's effective for us as far as our, or I guess more efficient for us as far as our conversation. And honestly, like people should listen to us if they're interested in the whole fitness and nutrition thing. Cause we, we really do know our stuff, even though we have the most ineffective uh, chain of <laughs> well, we also have like multiple ways to message each other, so <laughs> there's that and, too. And we like we have, <laughs> we have like low, low, uh, low priority Instagram messages, high priority Facebook messages, and then dog pictures on on Snapchat. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I mean, I, we are organized in how we do it. It's like if we if we need to talk right away. Facebook Messenger is probably the, the best. Um, That's I how we started this. Your, your snaps are hilarious because they're like, once you, you start seeing what you're posting each day, it's it's like you're in a series and you kind of are able to follow along. At first, I was just like, what the hell is she posting? But I get it now. I'm, I'm following along. I don't, I, I don't ever like do like a story. I just send it to people because 
I've never, I don't think I've ever done a story post on Snapchat. So I just, I just send them to people. So everyone has, has things. Plus I have to send videos to my sister every day because we're on a like 1200 day streak. So I, I have to go on and Snapchat every day. That's crazy. Yeah. You're going to have to send me a screenshot of like how long that streak has been going on. That's like, that's I, think it's, I think we hit 1249 today. Wow. We've almost lost it a couple of times, but we both emailed Snapchat with the same story, and then they reinstated our streak. <laughs> that's, that's like somebody's, that is somebody's job. Like they, they're the street yeah. monitor. That's hilarious. It was literally they're like, "Well, you have to message," and I was like, "I did message. We we're in different time zones, and this happened." And they're like, "Okay, we'll just reinstate. We don't care." Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think it happened. One time when she was visiting and we like, it had just, had been like actually like 24 hours and we, we probably actually should have lost it, but we, we did it anyways. And I was like, no, we're getting our streak oh, oh, Like on our first podcast, you're actually, you're admitting that you have a, a fake streak. Like there should be an asterisk next to the streak of yours. I don't think so. I, there, so <laughs> I, I, I think we're fine. I think that they called it too okay. early is what my thought was. I see. I was, we were very stressed. It was, but they gave it back to us. And I assume they wouldn't have given it back to us if we didn't deserve it. Because Snapchat is a company full of integrity and honor. <laughs> like all social media platforms. Uh-huh. Snapchat is, is, is a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and I, it was funny because when I told, uh, I told somebody that I was going to get back on Snapchat and the response to me was like, um, I, I was like, it's so great. Cause you can just, it's basically like Instagram without the, um, without all the feed stuff and you can share your story and you can, um, and you can just be in direct messages and like, it's just a real nice way to have conversations. And they're like, that's not what people use Snapchat for. No. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? Like I thought that was like 2015. They haven't gone away from that. That's insane. No, it's for it's for college dudes who like to take pictures of themselves and be like, but I don't want any evidence of it in the world. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah, I hate hate to tell you guys, uh, it's it's all stored on a server somewhere. It's no, someone someone's got it. Someone's got it somewhere. <laughs> it's the person that moves up from like the in, the uh, the 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 streak supervisor. They move up to like the keeper of the servers. I guess. The keeper of the dick pics. It's like a big eggplant-shaped building. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm, I mean, I know that the, the government has all of these pictures somewhere. So just be aware of that before you take pictures. Totally. That that somebody in the NSA probably has all the photos of everyone. Yeah. Any, anytime they need to bring somebody down, you know, like bring them down and be like, hey, look, we know, we know what you've been doing. We've got all of your socials. And you're ridiculous on Snapchat, and we have the proof. I thought that went away. Nope, we got it all. No, how do you think it's going? Where do you think it like it just exists in the nether? That's not how. That's not how the internet works, friends. <laughs> right. Well, and, and what cracks me up is when people are like, "I hate being on social media and seeing all these ads." It's like, well, what do you pay for social media? Nothing. So you're either going to pay a subscription for social media, uh, or you're just going to have free access, but you're going to have ads hitting you yeah if if we're not paying for it 
we're we're be we're the product. Like they're, they're they're advertising to us. That's how that works. <clears throat> yeah. So I guess I guess our first topic for our podcast is social media because that's where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is kind of like it's kind of like our intro pilot episode, a little bit of everything. So, um, but I, I think we did a wonderful start there going with social media. We should probably introduce ourselves. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm Tiffany. <laughs> I presume if anybody's listening to this podcast, well, they just know who we are. <laughs> well, because see what we're going to do on this first episode is it's going on your podcast and it's going on mine. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. So you're Tiffany. Yeah. And- you do things with fitness. What kind of fitness things do you do? Um, I do kettlebell stuff mostly. I do I do a lot of kettlebells, a lot of body weight, um, and then like unconventional things like still maces and Indian clubs and fun things like that. Um, and then I run a lot because I'm a dog and she's a psychopath. And if I don't run with her, uh, my life will be a nightmare. So that's that's yeah, me. <laughs> Well, like, and I haven't seen you do, like, are you still doing the, how often are you doing the clubs? Because I have not seen a club video in a while. Um, I do some clubs, but I, since I'm inside, um, because it's cold, because weather exists in Colorado, unfortunately, um, I've been doing them, like, in a very small corner, and I'm in, like, a very small room, so it's really hard to get videos of things. Um, and typically, I'm just doing single arm stuff because I don't want to hit the light or the wall. <laughs> it's this is a tiny it's a tiny room, so I can't do all the things that I, I love to do as much because I'm I'm in a I don't know like I don't know how much how big this room is. It's small. It's small enough that like it's pretty cramped. And I have been very creative while filming uh, videos yeah. <laughs> for Instagram now, and YouTube. You have well, so you're doing and you're doing YouTube videos now too. So um, not really. I feel I. That's what I use for when I do programming, though, um, and for my Patreon. I post them on YouTube. They're just unlisted, and then only people who pay for the things get to have there. them. <laughs> yeah, well, and so, so you, as far as and, and going back to social media, I mean, as far as everything with your kettlebell flows, uh, and I mentioned some of the club videos and a lot of your body weight workouts. I mean, you post this stuff all the time and everywhere. Daily. And you've, been, and you've been doing it forever. I mean, like I remember before we did our last podcast, um, I, was, I started going back on your Instagram and literally like back to 2016, you mm-hmm. were doing these kinds of demo videos. So, I mean, anybody that's wanting to get into kettlebell sport or even just start training with them, like your your pages are an amazing. Are, are, so wealth of are, knowledge. <laughs> no, no, well, and they really are. And it's cool because you you know, you've, you've done really well on TikTok and when Instagram brought reels over, you know, you, you've had a few of those hit and hit really big. So, I mean, like, it's not just, you put this stuff out, you put that, you put it out in a contextual way, like hit whatever platform is popular at the moment. So yeah, you, you do have a lot of solid information. Yeah. It's been, been a long time creating a library. And then I also have the um, highlights that have just like workouts on them. So people can just get them. I start. I started doing that at the beginning of the pandemic. So everyone could just not have to go through my feed because some of the workouts are not like everyone friendly workouts because they're, I do higher level stuff because that's what I do. Um, and so I, I posted like my body weight workouts and I had like a 
highlights what it's kind of well work out so people can kind of go through and be like okay this is what this one's doable <laughs> she's doing squats and swings that's reasonable and then they can go a couple down and they go oh it's when she's doing rotational cleans and tactical snatches okay we're not doing that today <laughs> well and and so you've got it's it's cool that you have everything organized on instagram because it can become just a jumbled mess quickly. Uh, but you also, I mean, you, you answer questions regularly straight up just in DM and then you mentioned Patreon. So, I mean, you're, you're pretty interactive with, uh, with the audience that's following you too. Yeah, I try to be. And you know, my, it's not like my DMS are, well, I do have like blocks on videos coming in, um, from people who don't, who don't follow, who I don't follow. Yeah. They have to like message me and be approved before they can send me yeah. videos. Or they they think they're sending me a video and then they don't get to send to me. I'm like, you have to reset that because I have to make sure that I'm not getting gross videos in my inbox. Well, and and so. that's and that's a fair point because that happened when you first really hit on reels because you had a bunch of people seeing your account that weren't. That, that yeah, weren't I mean, I still get them. So yeah, I still get creepy messages and creepy. <laughs> creepy people sliding in the dms um that i just delete and block and I'm like okay why what just i'm, I'm li- like there's a video of me boxing my husband in one of the things and then there were like videos and then i get messages about it i'm like hey, what what about that video makes you think that i want to talk to you like, <laughs> i don't i don't know what you thought you were gonna get from me but it's not happening and you're blocked yeah. or i send them that um that uh video or like it's a gif of bill nye putting a hot dog inside of molten lava that's my favorite oh and that okay oh, <laughs> and he goes it's a wiener and he drops it in molten molten metal <laughs> and somehow in somebody's mind that gives them the the license to start messaging you just oh no that's my response oh okay. that's my response when i get gross videos <laughs> Oh my gosh. That are there's like lots of um of not like uh banana cutting videos, like really intense ones. <laughs> See, it's it's good we're doing a podcast because this is uh, this is a conversation <laughs> we've not had before. No, this is brand new. Yeah, brand yeah. New. I, I, I've had this conversation with several women, but no, <laughs> I had to, it has to be done. Someone, you know, someone's gotta <laughs> someone's gotta put them in their place. I, I don't usually do those but those response as a response unless I'm like in the mood. Like, I have to be in the men- a good mental space to be like, all right, let's let's mess with this guy. Because um, otherwise, I'm like, no, block, yeah. delete, report. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, anytime you and I have talked about this, you just you talk into you tell me about like how you have to block these guys for all the stuff. Oh yeah, I, my block list is is extensive <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I don't even know how many people I've blocked. It's got to be. A couple hundred at this point because I just I don't have the time I don't have the time to deal with it that's funny because like I've probably in the time that I've been on Instagram which is is probably not much we've probably been on there about the same time like you know Mm -hmm. five years I I've probably had to I've only had to block two people I've probably I've had less than five of those messages that's so weird the difference between I guess it's I mean, it's a it's a it's a woman thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, also I blocked a lot of um, uh, multi level marketing people as well because I get a lot of those because I'd be so good at being a beach body coach and I was like, but I'm actually like a real 
coach. So I don't, I don't want to sell. So like, how do you, how do you feel about the word coach? Cause I go back and forth on that because it's, it's become kind of what it, it not kind of, it's become watered down to where if you talk to somebody that has been a certified trainer for a while, like we're just kind of like, you say coach, we're kind of like, eh. so. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I mean, I do like, like identify as a coach like that's definitely like what I feel like I am mm-hmm. um but like when I say what my job is I say I'm a trainer yeah. um like because coach coach gets to be like any sort of thing like uh, like you can be a under four-year-old soccer coach and call yourself a coach um so I think I think it's it's fine it works um but I don't want to I, I don't like uh like multi-level marketing people using it um because then the people who don't understand the fitness industry think that beach body people are certified coaches and they are not well i think they and i it's it's even gotten a little bit more confusing for um folks in the general public because i think now beach body does have a certification yeah, they have yeah i think they might but they also have like all sorts of like they have videos like i definitely have done like those like yeah. i think i've done their videos like in elementary school like when, when rainy day pe's or something they have like you know whatever those little workout videos are because they've been around for so long yeah. um it is not beach body but there's definitely been some weird <laughs> weird yeah. i have i have distinct memories of being in the cafeteria uh doing like workout videos that were definitely just some sort of mass produced one that you can get on the internet um (laughs) so like they've been around for a while and they do have like legit people who make their workout pro like the workout videos like like the like the actual workout videos that they have on their website and that they you know people buy but the people who are running their teens and the facebook groups they're not they're not coaches. I, I think it, we'll see. And I think here's where the slippery slope is. I, I think if you, if you truly believe in what it is that you're offering and cause everything's a tool. And I mean, you and I have like said that, like it's a tool, you can use it. So like if somebody believes in their, like, like that the Beachbody program is the, is a great tool to use and they build a support team and they're able to make, you know, and they're, they're able to, um, make some cash off of it. I totally get it. Um, I think the, the one, the conversations that I have had, and, and I do know some successful uh, multi-level marketing or network marketing or whatever they want, you know, whatever they're, they're, they're called in the conversation. I know some that are successful. I know a lot of, well, I, but I know a lot of them that after they get into it, um, they, they kind of wish that they had gone well, off on the only way to get successful in that is to get people to also sell things yeah. and to sell shakes and things. That's, that's, that's the whole deal with any sort of multi-level marketing is you have to have people underneath you doing things. Um, and that's why it doesn't sell a sustainable thing for most people, unless you were like one of the first people in it. Cause then you will constantly have people underneath you, but yeah, no, I don't like, I don't like um, Beachbody specifically just because it, it creates there's a lot of like Beachbody groups and things. And it's not people who are trainers and not people who know what they're talking about nutrition wise or like necessarily like fitness wise, because 
they're not trained in it. They're not certified in it. Um, and if they did care to, they should just go get a real certification. It, <laughs> it's, it just, you have to put the time and effort into it. It's not like, a, it's not like a thing you can just like buy and be like, ah, I'm a coach. It's totally one of those things where like, we, you know, everything is a tool, but there are no absolute tools. And the, the thing that I've always found is if, what happens if somebody needs something besides that program? Like you and I as, as trainers, I mean, I've had, I've had clients where we've looked at it and what's the workout going to be? Well, the workout is going to be whatever the, that particular Beachbody program is because that's what they have and they have access to. And then us as mm-hmm. trainers, what do you do? You go in, you look at the program, you look and see how it's structured and you know, if it's okay, if this is a, four, a 30 or a 45 day program, um, let's look at how this is structured. Well, maybe instead of doing this five days in a row, you should put a rest day here, move this workout here. I mean, they, they can be effective tools, but yeah, I mean, I, I think any time. Yeah. I, I just mean the video, the videos themselves are good. Like I think they're probably good workouts. I have not done them. I've definitely seen people who do do them. I mean, you can't, it's, it's a squad. It's a, it's a press. It's a punch. Like all, all things that you should be doing. Um, my my issue mostly surrounds with the teams and the people calling themselves coaches who 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 aren't coaches <laughs> who who aren't who aren't people who should be training people because they don't have the expertise um, to to actually like actually safely safely like direct people how to do things like they don't know how to do modifications I mean some of them might but like on the whole. They don't know how to do modifications. They don't know, okay, well, maybe this person is pregnant. Maybe they shouldn't be doing this. Or this person has tweaked their back. They shouldn't be doing this. Um, And that's things that you learn as, like, an actual trainer through getting your certification and through the required continuing education units that you have to do to maintain your certification as a trainer. Yeah, well, and and so much of this, it's funny because you get your certification and then you go out to your first gym or studio and then, then you really start learning um, because then you mm-hmm. realize, um, you know, at programs, everything does have to be individualized and things, even when you set a program up and you're, you're planning, once you start going through it and you see how the client responds, you have to adjust not only workout to workout, but sometimes, you know, set to set and, and move to move. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, and, and I think, you know, in general, the fitness industry, like, it's so noisy and there's, there's so many people wanting yeah. to get into it. And I think if you can actually hang in kind of like what you and I do, and, and we're, we're building our businesses still, we're, we're pretty open about that. But like, if you can, I just, for me, it's always been more rewarding to build something around my philosophy and my thoughts to whereas if I want to use something, I can, I mean, I've, from the nutrition standpoint, I've actually, I've coached people through keto. I've coached people through Weight Watchers. I've coached people through the popular diets. But like I also, you know, I, it's, it's the same thing on the nutrition side. You know, a lot of these coaches are just their employees of that particular diet. And my question is always, yes, that could be a nice program. That could work for a lot of people. But what happens when you're talking to somebody and you and them both know that this particular program isn't working for them? 
you know, it's not in, in the best interest of the company for you to tell them, hey, this isn't working. Now, I don't know for sure how they handle that within those companies. I just know when you're when you're a coach and you've got this big corporate name ahead, like, you know, in front of it, you're going to be and you know, you're, you're I would almost feel obligated to recommend that solution. And I feel like that's probably how they handle it most of the time. I mean, yeah. And that's, I, as a person who's worked in a box gym and being like meeting with people and being like, I don't think that we're a good right. fit. Like, and that's not a thing you do um, when you're doing big box training or working for a company, you're supposed to sell things yeah. to people. And that's not me. I'm a terrible salesperson. I want people to want to work with me um, instead of me having to like pitch them and be like, you want to work with me. Right. But um, like, when I was a trainer at 24, um, I like, that was the thing is like, they want you to make, you know, they want you to get more people and new people. And I was like, I don't think that me and this person would have been a good match. Like (laughs) I'm not going to pitch to them because I don't think that I would be the most, uh, the best trainer for them. They probably could use somebody else at a different gym or somebody, another trainer at this gym. But it's not me. Like I'm not that person. (laughs) Well, and that's because like you're into this for more, for more than just the sale. And when I worked at a, it was a regional box and it was, it was just like that. It was like anybody that comes in, that's interested in training, you take them through the, um, you know, the, the intro session and then you sit them down. And of course there's this whole like sales system air quotes that if you go mm-hmm. through it, you know, you'll close. They're the going to want to buy it. And it's like, this is so much. Oh, about, so bad at that. Well, but, well, but it's because you were, you were an actual, like you cared for the individual and you wanted them to be successful and you knew uh, you. And I mean, you may, it might've been subconscious, but like, you shouldn't feel good about like guilting somebody into a purchase, especially a purchase yeah. like this, because when they're working it's with a, you, it's really like, it's, you, you have to have a good rapport and a good vibe with them. Otherwise, like it's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. And plus like, especially when you're doing through like box gyms and big gyms like that, like they're expensive yeah. because they have a bunch of overhead and they, you know, and you don't, you don't get as, that much when you're actually training with them because you get like a commission off of it. But um, yeah, like it's, it's all, it's all like, it's all about getting, getting people in and it's just, it's not for me. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> That's why I, I, I like group training and then I can meet people and then people, and then I just, you know, I find my people that way. Um, whenever gyms open up again, I, I hope to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's and I was, I was actually kind of going, not really going back and forth, but I, I was, I was kind of thinking about because my my certification is up for renewal before April, and just kind of oh, mine too. Yeah, so like, and, and as far <laughs> as as far as like offering training, I'm like, you know, technically, I mean, I can, I. I could just do nutrition only. Um, but I think one, I've always liked to have the certification and two, like I really liked training people. And, you know, you mentioned everything mm-hmm. with, with facilities being closed and I'm, I'm trying to think on what I'm going to do um, with kind of the way the business license works here. I mean, I may end up just working in our little town. I may end up doing in home or I may uh, I'm, I'm offering, you know, virtual right now. But I mean, it's mostly been more of a, instead of people buying it by the session, I have a set session price, which is, which is 
uh, priced fairly, but it's usually instead of buying that, it's like, okay, well, I'll just do the complete coaching model that has training rolled into it. Um, but yeah, like I just, I, I was thinking about it and it's like, do I still want to do this? Yes, I do. Uh, but you, but you have yeah. to adjust your business and see, this is the point where you're, when you're on your own and you've, you've built a brand around yourself, which you've totally done. I mean, we've talked about, we we've talked about the kettlebells. We've talked about the way that you position things on social media and you've done so much more besides just coming up with your logo and your, your merch, which is out now too, by the way, but like, like you're a brand yep. yourself and these gyms, I mean, yeah, your, your big national chains, like they have name recognition, but at the end it's, it's a faceless gym. And again, this is a, this is a profession where it's about the, the person it's about the trainer because that's, who's going to be working one-on-one with the client. And it's, it's really nice when you don't have to take on every single client that, you know, potential client that comes to you. I mean, you can talk to somebody and you can say, you know what, I don't think we're a good fit. And then you just both move on. Like, there's no guilt. There's no, Oh, you didn't close that. What, what's wrong with, you know, why didn't you do that? Um, you know, follow up with them, which always cracked me up. Cause it's like, if they want to buy, they'll buy. Like they know yeah. what we have. <laughs> they, they know what we do. That's why I, that's what my, um, cause I have a coaching coaching call thing on my um, website and that's kind of what it is. It's just like, okay, let's, let's figure out what your goals are. And then like, we can figure out what, a, what sort of program works for you. Is that going to be with me? Maybe, but like, maybe not. Like there's a lot of really good trainers and also like a lot of people can, you know, handle it on their own and they just need like a little bit of a guide guided kick in the right direction. Um, and, and I think that's, that's also an option because, training can can be expensive and that's why I'm you know I like to I like to make sure I'm pretty affordable that way um, because I mean I couldn't at this right in this moment I couldn't afford to go get a trainer um, which is a bummer because I like having a trainer because yeah. I like not having to think about my own programming when I'm writing programming for everyone else <laughs> well, and, and that's a good point too because like at times because you do this you do this as a profession like one, you can say, Hey, you know, I don't really want to think about my own program, but two, when you have somebody that is your, that, that is your trainer, they're going to look at the way you do things differently, much like you would a client. I mean, it, it is, mm-hmm. it is smart. It, it's funny to me. Cause like a, a lot of times I think people's egos get in the way and like, Oh, I'm the trainer. Why do I need a trainer? You need a trainer because you just need somebody, you need another set of eyes on it to, to see what. Yeah, Definitely. It helps. It helps to have like an outside the person who's not you looking at things. Be like, hey, wait a second. You haven't done this thing that we know you like. You haven't done lunges in weeks. You you need to do lunges. They're good for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, I don't like lunges either. I promise, but I know they're good for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you haven't introduced yourself okay. at all. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah. what you let's, do. Let's see. So, um, hi guys. I'm Daryl. And I'm, I'm as, thanks, Tiff. Um, but I'm, as I mentioned, I am um, I'm a certified trainer as well. I've been a trainer. I've been certified since 2011, and I basically I've done group fitness. I've done adaptive group fitness. I've done one on one from a studio, one on one at home, uh, small group, and all that. And then I started getting into. Um, the online coaching, but I started doing it through, uh, or well, with a platform from a company named Precision Nutrition, and it's the habit-based stuff. Uh, I have a certification through them, but the way that that 
whole business model works is that uh, I basically pay for a license for one of their online platforms and um, I'm able to set my own pricing, which is another thing when you're, when you're doing your own thing versus the network marketing is you're in control of pricing, you're in control of like all the things, which can be yes. overwhelming, but I think it's once you, it's just, if you can get through the first couple of years of trying to do fitness stuff, I, I think anyone that would start their own thing that's still in it within a couple of years, I think they would feel like they made the right decision. And I don't know how many people on the network marketing side feel that way. Um, but I mean, so that's, that's kind of what it is. And your level of fitness has just kind of become an extension of who I am as, as a person and my philosophy, which is, you know, eat what you, you know, be sensible about what you're eating, uh, but do it guilt-free and exercise regularly and really kind of develop a, a more positive dialogue with yourself and be supportive and encouraging and work hard and see where it takes you. Cause it'll take you places that you never thought possible. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're doing things. So you're, is, have you done any of your continuing education credit stuff yet for ACE? I know you're ACE, right? I, I am. I feel like I, how we first started talking was ACE, right? That is I, actually, yeah, that is how we started talking was because we both, we both had the ACE certification and I haven't, I just looked at the email today that they've got their continual education stuff on, uh, on sale right now. But what I'm going to do is I'm probably just going to do the online CEC stuff and it's going to be around the stuff that I'm, I'm doing, like with the people that I work with, which are typically, um, people, the folks that are just have really busy lives and are trying to develop a solid foundation around eating. Um, I may, cause I, I've done like, I did the senior fitness certification. Um, I feel like there's another exercise, um, continual education thing that I did as well, but most of what I do now is kind of just around, um, basic foundational stuff, but yeah, I'll have to get that situated here within probably the next three or four weeks. Cause otherwise you get that email <laughs> two months out and you have to like scramble to get everything done and, I think yeah. I think I'm gonna do. They have the the credit or the CEC club or whatever, yeah. and it's like twenty bucks a month. And so I'm gonna do that because I can nail out a bunch. You have to do it for a whole year, um, and then I can maybe <laughs> be an adult about this, <laughs> not procrastinate. Here's and... the funny part: every <laughs> every trainer that I've ever talked to, oh, I won't say every one of them, but I feel like just about everybody does it this way because you get i mean you get busy doing other things and all of a sudden you're like well oh, crap i gotta work on the cecs but i to be I, fair, did, uh, I, I did what you're talking about last time around and it worked really well okay oh, everything's online yeah. um well to be fair i was supposed to do like an actual cert and then uh and then it got canceled um and then i was looking at other ones and then you know whatever else happened and i was like okay well I'm not going to try to sign up now. I'll wait till after the pandemic, um, which I didn't assume would take all year. And <laughs> so here we are. The last time I did um, my research, I did um, the Jesse Haggerty one with um, about it's body positive nutrition coaching, coaching for personal trainers. So that one was really good. And then I did sports conditioning. I don't think I finished it. I think I did like 90% of it because I have the credits for it, but I, I don't think I finished the actual thing <laughs> because of course I didn't. Who, why would I? 
<laughs> yeah, so I think I'll just do the CEC club and then I can knock it out and then I can go find certs that I like to do instead, which is more fun for me. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, you get the basic stuff knocked out first and then you just focus on And there's so many certifications now and specializations. Yeah. Like it's very overwhelming. And for anybody that does uh, decide to become a, a trainer, um, ignore the emails that you're going to get throughout the year that are going to tell you that this additional certification and that certification are going to land you a job. You're not the, the only thing. Well, yeah. I mean, the only thing that your clients are going to care about is that you have a certification and that you know what you're talking about and you've got, and probably, and probably most importantly that you're a likable person and can and probably this, the, the last two more than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's how that goes. But yeah, yeah, I have to do that. That's, I should probably write that down. So I actually, <laughs> actually do it. I keep, I keep, I have it like open on my laptop. I have that thing, the CEC club thing open and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do and then, then like I, you know, do a Zoom call and I close my laptop and I'm like, oh, You're like, what was I going to do? <laughs> I was like, I'm not opening my laptop again. It's not happening. I don't want so to. We've got, so we've gotten our intros out of the way, which is good because that could have taken an hour and a half if we really. I mean, it took 37 minutes, so. <laughs> We're still ahead of our normal Instagram conversation, which is good. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even, you know, gone off the rails too far, so. It's the first episode. It's like it's like minor tangents. We're just getting warmed up. There's 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 no there's no telling where where this could go. Truly. Well, that's that's the fun part with podcasting, though. Like, yeah, there's no there, there doesn't have to be a rhyme or reason. Vaguely, health and fitness, but also health and fitness is related to everything. So we can talk about anything we right. want. Well, yeah, and and that's like that's my big thing is this is just health and fitness is it's a starting point for so many people. Like you've got folks that have been trying to do this stuff on and off. And then if they finally like get it and they, they figure it out and they see that it's about doing the basic stuff consistently, then they can put it in other areas of their life, which I, I think is a super cool thing when they figure it yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's all, and you have to figure out, I think what people do mostly when they start exercising is they're like, we have to, I have to do it. And then they, do it and they go super hardcore yeah. and then and then they stop because everything hurts and it's hard it's like no no you can you can you can take breaks in fact i recommend taking lots of breaks that's <laughs> that's how this that's how you could keep going i regularly take weeks and weeks off so <laughs> yeah. well and they don't and and that's a thing um that I, I think people don't realize is that after you've been training your body for a while months not years like months you need to take a week off yeah weeks at times just because you gotta you gotta reset you gotta recover and recharge yeah usually i usually do it like after competitions which i haven't had any this year because you know the whole pandemic nonsense um but i usually would when i that's how i would schedule my rests i usually have two to three every year so i would you know, two, three comps every year. So then I would have two to three like weeks off after competitions, um, like a trimester. I do trimesterly <laughs> weeks off. I guess I've had plenty of weeks off though, just because like traveling and things like that, because I, I moved 
to a new state and yeah. moved moved a bunch and you know was on was on a whatever it's called quarantine. I was on like a full on quarantine for a while, so I couldn't actually do anything or go anywhere. Yeah. <sighs> so do we do we want to get into the move on this episode, or is that going to be something we talk about next time? I mean, we can talk about the move. I I we did it. I'm in Colorado. I live here now. So. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I moved here. That's what happened. I I was in San Diego, and and then my husband was like, "Hey, I think I want to join the army again." He was he was in before, and, and then I was like, "Are you sure?" And he was like, "Yeah." And we talked about it a bunch, um, and then we he moved. Well, he got out here before me um, because that's how the army works. And so he found us a house. I left San Diego. My landlord was a real psychopath about it. Um, I ended up not coming straight here. I lived with my grandparents for like two or three weeks. Um, and then and then I moved out here. I drove out here in two days. It was the longest drive because it's like, I think it's like legit 24 hours of driving. So we did like a, or it's like 20 hours. So we did like two hour, two 10 day 10 hour days of driving um my sister and I had my car my parents had all my stuff in their truck and trailer and and here I am in Colorado it's uh very high up in the sky here um and I mean that elevation wise though I do know there's a lot of pot out here I cannot have it because I live on an army base (laughs) and there are lots of signs being very distinct about how I cannot have any marijuana on this base and I don't because I don't want my husband to get in trouble um also I don't smoke but (laughs) he can't even use CBD products which is a real bummer which I think would be helpful for lots of army people to have a little little CBD um but I can't have CBD products, so that's nice. Uh, yeah, and so this is where we're at. We're here. Um, I I haven't really done anything in Colorado because the entire time I've been here, it's been pandemic. Um, so I've gotten a lot of great takeout. I have found a lot of good coffee takeout places, and I have found exactly one good Mexican restaurant um, that <laughs> has had comparable Mexican food to San Diego, um, which I know, is- which is like the best, that's like <laughs> the biggest compliment you can give any Mexican restaurant. Yeah. I, there's like a lot, cause I am on like a bunch of the Colorado pages. Um, and they're like, all these California people complaining about our Mexican food. And I was like, your Mexican food's terrible. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I know that we're complaining about it, but it is not my fault that it's so bad. We went to this place um, that everyone had recommended. Like, I was looking for Mexican food, and I was like, this place is so good. And I was like, oh, my God. So we, like, made a day of it. It's, like, 30 minutes away. And it's, like, a drive. So we drove out there. We got it. They didn't have the food that everyone said they had because I've been looking for a la because it's my favorite. Um, and they didn't have that. Bummer. Got food anyways because drove all the way out there. And then it was the saddest, driest food I've ever had in my whole life. And my husband got sick from it. So losses all around. And now anytime anybody recommends it, I'm like, but also people get sick from this. So maybe don't go there. <laughs> I don't know about yeah, you. <laughs> it, was, it was like they had like 
had leftover food from the day before and it was just, it was so it was such a bummer I was so sad I was so excited and so hopeful <laughs> and then I walked in and I got the menu and I was like oh I don't even have the thing that I was asking about because that's what I posted on like the local page and I was like I want our pastor where do I get it <sighs> and then and then here we are sadness but I found a place my husband actually found it it's actually like a little Mexican market and they also have food which is ideal that's sort of the best sort of mexican food so if you're ever looking for it (laughs) we don't even talk well we don't talk about food because like anytime i talk about ordering anything because we have a lot of chains here uh, i get shamed by you all the time well should you like chipotle taco bell and del taco (laughs) i like we don't have del taco taco bell you don't have del taco we don't I haven't had Del Taco in a really long time. I had it, like, when I lived in Sacramento for a hot minute. Um, But that's mostly because I wanted fries. And it was right down the corner from where I was living. So. (laughs) Well, and and see for, like, so I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. And Chipotle is just basically a matter of convenience. So, like, the fact that I can go and I can get something that has rice, veggies, protein, and guac. And, like, it's, (laughs) we don't want to cook, like. That's it's it's doing. super convenient. No, I know. Yeah. I we do Qdoba more um, because it's on base, so it's very convenient. And it's like on Colts Drive home, like he passes it, so it's like I don't want to cook. Just just go get me a Qdoba. He goes, "What do you want?" I go, "I don't know." You make decisions. <laughs> you know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I want the chips and queso. Like that's that's important to me that I get chips and queso. So. <laughs> I love well, yeah, some queso. Yeah, I love That's queso. Right. I get it. You can't really mess it up either. I say that. I should knock on wood because the next time I go somewhere, it's gonna be, it's gonna be terrible and sad. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I guess you probably don't have any good Mexican, like Mexican actual Mexican restaurants. We've had actually, we we do have some Latin restaurants here that are are pretty good one that i've been to i don't know if this one's still open and there's another one that i actually i need to try because there's um a local fitness instructor who she she just opened a studio during the pandemic which is in the same little strip area as the restaurant that she's owned and i think she's owned that for for a while and it's like this fusion thing and it's really i mean it's it's rated really highly and as a matter of fact she she popped in on like one of my lives and we were talking about food and I think we just, yeah, we were talking about like Mexican food. And I was like, I know I still need to come see you. I need to try the food. Like, so I, I owe her, but once I, um, once I get there to try what she has, we will talk about it because everything I've heard about it, it's just uh, really fantastic. That sounds good. I want Mexican food now. I'm having chicken pot pie for dinner. So I, I, (laughs) I shouldn't be, planning on my next my next restaurant outing i went to costco this weekend and specifically picked up a chicken pot pie because i've been craving chicken pot pie (laughs) sometimes it's what you want i i've been waiting for it so i haven't it's been in my fridge for you know like three or four days at this point so i i didn't i didn't my husband was working a lot so i couldn't get i don't want to eat chicken pot pie alone that just feels wrong um, yeah. <laughs> so, with you on that. 
And I was like, I don't want to eat. I mean, it's like a big ass chicken Popeyes Costco, but I was like, I'd rather just wait till you're like home for the night and then we'll eat it. That's what I'm having tonight. I'm very excited about it actually. We had we had chili chicken this week, which was really good too. That was I had to call my uncle for that recipe. You'll have to share that. Have you posted that anywhere? No, it, I had I I I well I, I guess I shared about it on Snapchat. But I think I just shared it to my cousins. Um, it's like one of my my uncle every year during Christmas Eve used to go to my uncle's house every year, um, and uh, that's what he would make for Christmas Eve. And I've not been home for Christmas Eve because when I was back in the area, we were doing um, we'd usually go with Colt's family on Christmas Eve. Um, so I haven't had it in a really long time. So I finally broke down and messaged him. I was like, can you please tell me how to make that? Cause I really, I've been craving it for years. And so he was like, you'll have to call me because I don't have the recipe written down and I will tell you what I do. And I was like, okay. So we talked and I got the recipe and it turned out really, really good. It's a lot of chicken, um, and a lot of cheese as expected. And it was great. I'm very happy about it. We ate all of it so <laughs> these are two things like you can never go wrong with these two things yeah it's it's yeah it's great i was very happy i we ate it all and and i now have the recipe and i can um continue to eat chili chicken and be happy with my life and my husband liked it as he had never had it before but i think he did have it at one point i think he did come visit my family for Christmas Eve one point, like, before we were, like, actually in a relationship, but he was still kind of, you know, had a crush on me, um, and so, <laughs> and so I think he's had it, but he might have not eaten too much that night, because he was probably really nervous, because my family is wildly overwhelming, because there was a million of them. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, he was, he was probably on edge, and, and a lot of them have been in, uh, were military, too, right? Yeah, but he's he was on leave from the military, so that's not that's not the problem. Okay. So he, was, he was cool. Yeah, my my family is just huge. Like both of my parents are uh, five of six kids, um, and so we were visiting my my mom, my dad's side. My dad's side is you know there's they're all they're all loud and obnoxious and in the best way. I love them. Um, but. <laughs> But, but for my husband, who has literally four people in his entire family, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a culture shock, I'm sure. Yeah. Bunch of bunch of loud hillbillies, and and then him. <laughs> we we are who we are. So, do you have any fun Christmas plans this week? Not really. We're just pretty much going to be staying at home. Um, you know, there was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my wife would. They looked at going down and seeing my in laws, but like, you can't. You, you just yeah. The, the airline that they were yeah. Well, like the airline that they were looking at wasn't even wasn't even spacing people out. And I mean, it was something like we weren't. I wasn't really all that excited about that trip anyway because like it's like just wait a few months and see like we're 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 like 10 months into all this right now and it's like just wait a couple more months like we'll we'll see what happens yeah so yeah yeah do you do any like specific baking or cooking during the holidays um there will definitely be a lot of cookies eaten for probably a day or two and outside of that i don't know it's i'm when it comes to food like if it's the stuff that I'm making, I eat pretty much the same stuff all the time. And it's, it's super basic. 
So like our meals will be pretty standard. And I mean, nothing, uh, there'll be nothing really different about any of that, except for the fact that we uh, do definitely, we, we will definitely be doing some baking. So yeah. But you don't uh, have like a specific like Christmas morning meal that you do? Nah. Oh my nah, gosh. I know, right? I'll start making something. I think, I think we're going to do um, breakfast. Like a, I think I'm going to make cinnamon rolls from scratch. That's my plan. Yes, I made them. I made them when I was dress baking during the election, and they turned out <laughs> good. Um, however, I used way too small of a pan, so like some of them exploded out. It was a whole thing. There's still like a big chunk of, uh, presumably, cinnamon sugar on the bottom of my oven. Um, this time I know. <laughs> so I'm going to. I think I'm going to try that again and go for it. Um, and we'll do we'll do a big old brunch. We usually. Christmas Eve, we would do chicken chili, and then Christmas morning, my dad, my mom and dad would make cinnamon rolls, like, just, like, Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, um, and then my grandma would do ham, prime rib, on like, Christmas afternoon, we'd go visit my grandma's house, so, when I go to Colt's grandma's house, uh, that's where we usually do holidays for his family, his grandma is an amazing baker, and she makes so many pies, one yeah. year, five of us and there was three full pies and i was like perfect we all can have (laughs) one third pie (laughs) and and there will still be some left over it was great yeah yeah it was beautiful she's a fantastic baker so we had like a i think it was pumpkin and then like an apple and like a how was it Chocolate pecan or something. That seems that seems right. I think chocolate pecan is the one. Um, I've never tried to make a pecan pie though, so you should try that this year. I don't. I want to go to the store. <laughs> it's yeah. too late. I'm not going to that's, the store anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like a couple days, but yeah. I'll, I'll I'll maybe maybe for New Year's. Uh, in the in the in the block, and there's no there's no time when I can't make pie. I've been baking all year, so <laughs> I can I can make I can make pie or cake or whatever whenever I want. So it all works out. I'll be looking for picks on the uh, pecan pie. I mean, you're gonna have to wait, but it'll come around <laughs> eventually. You'll probably see cinnamon rolls first. I have to find a recipe though that I can pre-make the night before, and then pop in the oven the morning because yeah. I want to have to. Do a rise Christmas morning. I'm too lazy for that crap. Yeah, just get up first thing, pop them in the oven because you've done all the work beforehand, and mm-hmm. get to go. Cup so. of coffee, Zoom the family. I think we're. I think we have a uh, two Zoom meetings lined up back to back, so we can Zoom all the families while we open presents. So it'll be a real party, Zoom party. I had a few of those this year, which is like every, which has pretty much been every party, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the t- real, real, real twenty twenty party. I've done. I went to a Zoom wedding, so my cousin, my cousin, my cousin got married over Zoom. Well, she was supposed to get married in person, and then pandemic. Um, it was nice. She she looked beautiful, and we saw her ceremony and saw the things, and looked like she had a good time. <laughs> I will be very excited when I can go do a party with her in person. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so what, what's the first thing you're going to do when uh, all this is lifted? I'm going to go find a job in a gym. The absolute first thing. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go call all the gyms. Well, they actually, all of the gyms in the area definitely have my number. Um, but I'm going to go remind them that I exist and they're like, so we're running classes again. Cause I would love to be the person that teaches classes here. Want to do a workshop? I'll teach a workshop. We can do our first workshop after Corona. I'll do it. There you go. Uh, um, you know what? Probably, probably it will be me and my husband will go get dinner inside of a restaurant because I haven't sat in a restaurant since we lived in San Diego. Um, yeah, that's the last time I sat in a restaurant was San Diego, so it's been a really long time. Uh, and I would love to do that because there's some really cool restaurants, but I would like to like sit inside of them and not like do takeout. Yeah. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll it'll come back soon. Yeah, what's the first thing you're doing after pandemic ends? Um, probably gonna. Well, we will be seeing. We will be flying down and seeing the in-laws. Probably that'll probably be booked as soon as things are settled down. And then I will probably, I'll probably start working out at the gym again too, because I've I've not, um, I haven't been to the gym since March, and I basically. Yeah, once March hit, the gym shut down, the studio I was training at shut down, and it's just basically been um, doing things from home. Now, fortunately, with my job, I can work from home anyway, um, my full time, and then all the stuff that that I do with your level of fitness. But it's been like, you know, you're just you're at home doing things, and we're, we're in the uh, the situation we're in. But yeah, it'll it'll be nice once all this is yeah. past us. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll go visit family, I guess, at some point. You know, yeah. I don't have any plans for that. I want to, I want to work first, to be yeah. fair. No, I totally get it. I totally get I miss, it. I miss working. I miss being with people. I don't yeah. have any friends. That's that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find friends. I'm gonna go corner them and alleys. Be like, you're gonna be my friend now because I haven't, I haven't had a human conversation in a real long time. So. Well, and that's been, that's actually been the hard, like that's, that's one part of this. I mean, you, cause you hear all the time, oh, we're digitally connected and we can talk to people whenever we want. And that's true. And I mean, that's how you and I met from, you know, clear across the country, but like yeah. at the same time, I just, I miss hanging out with people. So that'll be, uh, it'll, it'll be good when we can actually, you know. Miss some social interactions. I know. Without the distancing, it'll be great. Well, then I can like go, and usually I meet people at gyms, but you can't really do that right now. Yeah. Um, also, I don't really see a whole lot of. Well, I don't really talk to I don't talk to people at all at the gym right now because I don't want to be around anybody because they might have it, <laughs> and I don't trust any of them. Yeah. So, and I only ever go to the one gym on the one gym on base because it's got such a open space because i stopped i stopped going to the one i was off base because it was they were not requiring masks in a way that made me feel safe <laughs> and i can't like, keep telling the front desk to tell these people to put masks on like this is a waste of my time so i was like cool yeah. i'm just not coming back here until i guess pandemic's over maybe never again because that's kind of troubling that you're not requiring masks when people are dying but it's cool it's cool it's cool <laughs> yeah no it's it really uh, i mean yeah you got to have the masks on and because if you don't 
you don't wear the masks, like we're not, we're, we're not going to go. And you have to wear it over your nose. <laughs> oh my God. You have to wear it over your nose. Do you know why the nasal swab works so well to test if you have the virus? Because that's where the virus lives. It lives inside of your nose. <laughs> Oh my god, the amount of grown men that I have to tell to put masks over their nose is outrageous. It's out of control. Oh, you're like, oh, I forgot. No, you didn't. You didn't forget. <laughs> not at, we, not we, at this point. This March, you're just being an asshole, and I won't speak <laughs> for it. I won't tell you. I don't appreciate it. Oh, I can breathe better with it off my nose. Yeah, you're not going to be able to breathe when you're on a ventilator. Or also, also probably not on a ventilator because all of the ICUs or beds are full. So you're gonna, you're just gonna die without being able to breathe at all. So I have a, I have a lot of feelings. I just, I just want to be out in public without having to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to go to Walmart last week and it was terrifying. <laughs> my, I had to get my cousin's Christmas presents and I was like, oh my god. Please, please stay away from me, all of you. I don't want to be around anybody. And that's not, not just Walmart. That's literally every place I go into. But Walmart was particularly busy, so it was it was a little bit more intense than normal. Because usually I just stick to the uh, base shopping and stuff, where it's a little bit less busy, especially right now because everyone's on leave and not on base anymore. So I can wander freely without being aware worried that people are going to get me. When they get back, I'm going to have to be aware of everyone again because they probably definitely have coronavirus because they probably flew when they shouldn't have flown. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Small rant. Don't worry about it. It happens uh, in our in our, in our chat our it, chats all the time. Well, and, so and that's, you know, it's coming it, full circle. <laughs> it is. It is. No, I, I think, and I think for our first episode, I think we covered a lot. We got the good in. We got the intro out of the way. Yeah. We talked about social media, which is cool because that's how we met, and that and that. <laughs> hits so much on the business that we have we talked we talked about food and we talked about covid i I mean i think that's all and we jumped topics wildly and had several little rants which also matches up a lot with our instagram conversations so i feel like we really we really crushed it as far as (laughs) we did this conversation this conversation on its own would have taken twice as long through instagram it would have taken taken two weeks and then like an individual of like 90 minutes each to watch and respond oh man now this is way easier yeah and and then also people get to listen to how great and funny we are which is you know always (laughs) is the goal (laughs) <laughs> well, and, they, and, the, and the cool thing is because like they get to hear us in actual conversation and it's different than just kind of the stuff that you see posted here and there and these videos and it's it, it's cool because like it's actual conversation so i'm looking forward to it i don't think we've decided how frequently we're going to do these yet but we'll uh we'll figure it out it will be as erratic as our conversations <laughs> have been so maybe we'll have one where it's three times in one week and then we'll wait three weeks to respond and do a two-hour blast it, it could be anything but these will happen again they will uh, at some point we'll probably have to actually have some sort of schedule to it but but oh, for now but see this is we're just we're testing this out this is a new thing and yeah that's the, i mean like that's the whole thing so you know we'll we'll figure out parameters around it and structure and schedule and you know that that's that's what's nice about using this app it's ext- it's really easy to record 
and you put it out. And if you want to tweak things after the fact, you do it. I, I recorded a podcast this morning that I used headphones for like the first time and it really messed with the sound quality, but like the content I really liked. And I basically, I put it out and then I got on my story and I'm like, look guys, uh, audio is going to be a little different today, but you know, the, the message is, is there. Uh, and if you don't like the, the sound quality, I'll have another episode out real soon for you. Cause that's kind of, yeah. so, so, but no, this is, this is good. Should we tell people like how they can reach us? It's probably Instagram is going to be the best place, right? Yeah, Instagram is the best place to find me, Tiffness.fitness. Um, I also have Patreon, but it's not, not like a huge amount of things happening over on there. Yeah. Um, there is free workouts. Well, they're not free. You're paying for them. There are like 30-minute workouts um, and things like that on there. Um, but I do respond to anybody who messages me on there very quickly because they're paying for me for my time. Yeah. Uh, so, so they get responses much quicker than most people do. Um yeah, that's probably the best place. Cool. Facebook, you can, but uh, my messages on there come in weirdly because it's a business page, so yeah. it's weird. Oh, yeah, they do, they're like, they're hidden, and then you find them, and you're like, oh, this message came in. You're like, oh, okay. So, yeah, so find me on Instagram. Um, also, like, probably most people who have this have my number, so you can also there you go. Text. They can text you. <laughs> there's all kinds of ways to get in touch with you. Now, if you, if you guys want to get reach out to me, uh, best place is going to be Instagram. I'm at your level fitness on there. At your level fitness. And I'm at hipness.fitness. And I guess that's it. Do we have, do we have a sign off? Should we have a sign off for our podcast? We should think. Actually, I think I like what you just said. I think our sign off should be, and I guess that's it. Like, I think that's how we should <laughs> every, every. All right. Time. That's it. There we go. There <laughs> I'll see you later. See you. <laughs>